You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. person in verse 23 is deemed good. And the word good is, is a word that is used loosely. Because sometimes we say things like she good people. He good brother. And it's, it, we use it so loosely to where it sounds as if the person is beneficial in every aspect. But sometimes when we say somebody is a good person, we, we, we are referring to how they work. And then sometimes when we refer to somebody as a good person, it's based upon what we like about the person. You, you, I've heard folks say, I've, I've got a good pastor. And so I said, well, why do you say he's a good pastor? Well, when I get sick, he calls me. When I'm in the hospital, he comes to see me, and he does this, that, and the other. And I said, well, if I were your pastor, I would not be a good pastor. <laughs> I say, because I send people, the elders, to go to the hospital. I, would, I probably wouldn't call you, but I would make sure that somebody calls you. I say, so based upon what you're saying as a good pastor, I, I would have to be X'd off your list. And, and you know, I, I can go on and on and on because we have our own list when it comes to a person being good based upon what we think or feel. Yeah, you know, and we go from something being good in reference to a person to something being good in reference to a car, a thing, and so forth. We just have our own list. You know, we just like some of us, what, what meat do you think is good? And you, your first meat would be, I think chicken is good. But see, on my list, I would say chicken is not good. You see what I'm saying? We have just different, a different list when it comes to good. So the term can be used loosely. And, I, and I'm saying all this because I don't want you to add your two cents in reference to good when it comes to the text. It's not based upon your feelings. It's not based upon your list. 
is specifically based upon God's perspective. That's what it's about. And when God deems a person good, it's about a person primarily being, number one, just. Just, in one sense, equates righteous. Not righteous in the sense of being without error, but righteous in the sense in striving to think, talk, and do according to the written and revealed will of God. When the Lord calls you good, it says about you in another sense that you just believe what he says about you and you try to apply your life accordingly. You believe that God daily loads his children with benefits. And so when you wake up in the morning, you don't wake up complaining about the day. You wake up saying, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad therein. And you go into your prayer and, you, and when you come out of prayer, you, you come out with the mindset that I thank God for the benefits that he's released. He's releasing, but he ain't done. And he's going to release. I'm talking about a good person. A, a good person is somebody that just walk in that word. They'll listen to what other folks have to say, but they strive to stay in the will of God. They have to deal with folk on the job, but they don't allow the supervisor or other co-workers to dictate to them how they should think, how they should talk, or how they should act. Because, again, their focus is primarily on what God has said and is saying about them. See, real good or just folk don't walk by sight. They walk by faith. You know 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. And 2 Corinthians 4 and 18 tells us why. For the things that we see or experience are only temporary. And when you're a good person, you get to going through trouble. You, you, you have to have the mindset that this too shall pass. Matter of fact, somebody going through something right now, whether physical, emotional, mental, you ought to just preach to yourself and say, this too shall pass. Yeah, I see the report, but this too shall pass. Well, pastor, you don't know the affliction I'm dealing with. I know Psalm 34 and 19. Many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord shall, shall connotes a promise shall deliver him or her out of them 
on. If you're a good person, your focus is on the word of God. Going through trials, so what's your focus? I'm going to count this all joy. I'm just going to count it all joy, knowing that in the end, it's going to work out for my good. Well, I'm going through a fiery trial. Well, I'm not going to think it's strange concerning the fiery trial that is to try me. But I'm just going to put on my dancing shoes. I'm going to put my hands together and have a clap party. I said I'm going to put my hands together and have a clap party. I'm going to maintain my focus. Why? I'm a good person. I'm just. And the just shall live by faith. And the psalmist so understood what a good person was here in the text. And how a good person has a connection with God to where he decreed the steps of a good person are ordered by the Lord. They're divinely ordered. Steps, country definitions, the goings of a person. When I go uptown, I'm, I'm going according to the will of God. When I go shopping, I'm going according to the will of God. When I go to my family's house, I'm going according to the will of God. I've got to stay on the path that God has put before me. Because God is not just the author of some of my life. God is the author and finisher of my faith of the way I live. What I start needs to be according to the will of God and what I finish needs to be according to the will of God. Well, will God fill those shoes? Yes, because he is the alpha. Omega. What does that mean? The beginning and the end. The first and the last, the one that was, the one that is, and the one that is to come. It's the reason God says things about himself. I am that I am, which simply means whatever I need to be, that's what I'm going to be. If I need to be a healer for you, that's what I'll be. If I need to be a provider for you, that's what I'll be. If I need to be a banner for you, that's what I'll be. Whatever I need to be for you, that's what I will be. That's the reason we have Hebrew words like Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord my provider. Or Jehovah Nissi, which means the Lord my banner. Or Jehovah Rapha, which means the Lord my hill. God will be whatever you need him to be good person. That's the reason you need to understand when it comes to your goings, when it comes to your ways, when it comes to your thinking, talking, and doing, you need to receive orders from God. The steps of a good person are ordered by the Lord. 
And ordered in one sense means that, that they are properly arranged. And, and I love it because God does not just put stuff you like in your steppings or your goings. No, he, he's not going to do that. He, he's going to mix it up a little bit. She's going to be happy on Tuesday, but then I'm going to drop something and see if she's still going to trust me on Wednesday. She's going to be excited all year, and then I'm going to drop something on her in November, and, and she's going to wonder if I'm going to do what I told her I was going to do in January. He properly arranges things. And not just things, again, that we like. Job didn't like the fact that God allowed the devil to come in and disrupt his life. Daniel didn't like the fact that the Lord allowed folk to put him into a lion's den. You think he liked that? God told Paul he was going to send him various places to preach the gospel. But Paul didn't know that part of the places he was going to be preaching the gospel would be jail houses. Paul, you're going to be in the city, but you ain't going to get to see the city because you're going to be locked up. Your pulpit is not going to be in the cathedral. Your pulpit is going to be in the cell block. He orders your steps. He orders your steps. But every step is not going to be a step you Matter of fact, as a human, there, there are going to be some steps that God orders in your life that, that you're going to hate. Woo! I didn't get no response right here. Everything God has permitted to happen in your life, you didn't like as a person. But see, as a good or just person, you should expect not just what you want, but some things you don't want to happen in your life. Jesus said, you're you going to have persecution, but I'm also going to give you houses and land. I'm going to mix it. You're going to receive this, that, and the other with tribulation. Don't get to thinking that I ain't going to bring you out just because you're going through a trial. I mean, this is God talk. This is his talk. That you're going to go through some stuff that you're not going to like. 
you want heaven right here. You don't want heavenly moments. You want heaven right here. Say to your neighbor, that's not going to happen. If you were going to get nothing but heaven right here, it wouldn't be no need for him to go away and prepare a place. And so he says that he orders our steps. Well, Lord, how come I got to be this way and she that way? Because she got her steps. <laughs> and you got your steps. But see, in the midst of you going through your steps, you can't get caught up and just look at the steps. You got to keep in mind the promise. Now he told us we were going to go through things. But he said all things work together for the good. To those who love me. To those who are the call according to his purpose. Don't get focused on the problem. Get focused on the promise. The promise is, yes, it's rough, but it's going to work out for your good. The promise is, yes, it's fiery, but it's going to work out for your good. The promise is, yes, you being afflicted, but it's going to work out for your good. Matter of fact, I can tell you flat-footed right now, whatever you're going through is going to work out for your good, child of God. But don't get mad at the steps. Don't get mad at the process. Understand that God is the one that ordered the process. Man, I love David, the psalmist, the, the author of our text. Because when he finally realized that God ordering steps was going to have things that he liked and he didn't like. He began to transform his mind to the point to where he started appreciating trouble, affliction, and such. To the point to where he, he pinned. It was good. For me that I was afflicted. Good day. It was good that I was afflicted. What kind of talk is that? They, this God talk. You can't talk about affliction being good. Unless you know who your God is. And that your God is the one that ordered your steps. David got so happy that he didn't stop there. He talked about the Lord being his shepherd in Psalm 23. And then went so far, yea, though I walk through the valley of what? The shadow of death. I will fear no evil. Walking through a valley where death was all around him was part of Hills steps. Said your neighbor was part of the process. 
God wants us to embrace some of the trouble that we go through. Because the trouble that you go through is bigger than you. If I wouldn't have heard David's testimony talking about it was glad for him to be afflicted, I, I wouldn't have had a reason to give God the praise the way I do. That means if David was glad, I can be glad. Why? Because the same God that helped David is the same God that's helping me. You know Malachi 3 and 6, God changes not. Hebrews 13 and 8, Jesus Christ is saying, yesterday, today, and forever. Whatever you're going through, say to your neighbor, this is good what I'm going through. Because God going to show how awesome he is. God going to show how awesome he is. embraced it in the lion's den king didn't know whether Daniel was dead or alive came to the lion's den and said hey Daniel servant of the living God are you still there then you say I'm here I'm here king my God is living forever and he done shut the mouths of the lions God will shut whatever is trying to destroy you. He'll cut it off. I said he'll cut it Job embraced what he was going through. And when he embraced it, the Bible says in Job 42 that God turned the captivity of Job. Turned everything completely around. Y'all ain't seeing the picture yet. God changes not. Somebody getting ready for a turnaround. Somebody getting set up for a turnaround. God getting ready to turn your situation completely somebody and say this message is personal for me pastor don't know what I'm going through this message is personal for me God get ready to turn something the stamps of a good person are ordered by the Lord And, and, and then sometimes, even as Christians, we, we feel as if certain things don't happen for us because we mess up. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we, we feel, well, it, I guess it ain't happening because I did mess up. And don't even try to look like you ain't never messed up. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. 
And sometimes you mess up and then you may not realize you messed up until 20 minutes later. Oh, you be, oh God, I shouldn't have did it. Look at what he says. I need to read it again. Psalm 37, 23 again. And 24. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. But notice this. Though he fall. Woo! Fall means he sins. He comes short. Not a sinner, buddy. False. No, no, he's not a sinner. The text is clear. A good man, a person. But he falls. But maybe the Lord didn't do it for me because Tuesday something slipped out my mouth. And you'll start condemning yourself. Because of the mistake you made. You, you, you don't practice sin, but you, you made a mistake. You messed up. Then sometimes you just point blank sin. But you still say. You know you don't point blank sin, but you knew you were saved. I have sinned, but I, I'm saved. I don't practice this stuff. I don't do what I, but I messed up. But see, you don't never need to get to the point to where when you mess up, you start killing yourself with your mouth. Why is that? Proverbs 18 and 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And he who loves or uses it shall eat its fruit. You're going to be rewarded based upon what comes out of your mouth. That's the reason when you get a bad report, don't let nothing come out of your mouth that's negative. You keep your focus. God's God going to do what he said. God going to manifest what he promised. All of his promises are yes and amen. Yeah, this man may have gave me this report, but God has the final say. It ain't over until God says it's over. You got to know who your God is and you got to know who you are in God. But sometimes we are overwhelmed. Yeah, we fall. We fall. But we ain't no sinner. We, we, don't, we don't fall and oh, I fail. Let me go get drunk. Oh, I messed up. This save stuff ain't for me. Let me go get me an ounce of Coke. That ain't you. That ain't me. She made me mad. I'm going to call her up and cuss her out. No, that didn't say curse, cuss her out. Let me show you something. Go with me to Proverbs 24. Notice this distinction right here in Proverbs 24. Y'all stay with me. 
Lord have mercy. Proverbs 24 and 16. Notice how clear he is right here. For a righteous man may, it's a possibility, fall, but notice he said sometimes. And some of us done passed seven. Yeah, 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 we have, yeah. Yeah, so, so you can look at it, well, I'm righteous, but it's, it's, it's about 35 now. And see, that's the reason he said may fall what? Seven. He said it may, ju- it may be seven. You know, but he, he was leaving it open because it may be 40. Maybe two. Some of us, it may be 142. It's just, I'm just telling you the truth. But look, but, but look at this. A righteous man may fall seven times, but notice what happened. And rise again. See, when you're righteous, you know about repentance. God, I messed up. You don't try to shift the blame. You, you come, Lord, I, I messed up. Lord, I cussed out my wife. She, yeah, Lord, she made me mad, but I shouldn't have cussed out. Lord, I got to be honest with you, I slapped the two, but I, I cussed out and slapped Lord, forgive me, Jesus. And Lord, I'm also asking you, put on a heart not to call 911. You rise. You messed up. But you rise again. You, you repent. Now repent is not just ask for forgiveness. Repent is that you turn from that. You change. And you start doing the right thing. But after you repent, you start doing the right thing. Seven months later, you may fall again. Now, you don't need to be like, well, I done been doing right for eight months. Time for me to mess up again. You need saving. You need saving. Because you're trying to do this New Year's resolution thing. You're trying to see if you can do right for a while. No, that, that ain't, you ain't saved. But folks that strive to think, talk, and do according to the will of God mess up. But when they recognize it, they repent. Why do they repent? Because that's what the Bible tells us to do. The Bible tells us to turn from wickedness or unrighteousness to the righteousness of God. And so you fall, but you, 
you get up. You let God know, God, I, I, I can't leave you, Lord. Lord, I can't go back to the club. You've been too good. Lord, I messed up, but I, I ain't going back to the club. Lord, I, I, ain't, I ain't going back to the Every one of them. I ain't leaving you, Lord. And see, that's some of our mindset. We may mess up, but in our mind, I ain't going back to doing what I used to do. heard you messed up. You might as well go, go to the club with me Friday. You might as well go back. No, I ain't, ain't going to do that. Yeah, I did mess up, but I, I ain't going back to the club. And when I cut you loose, I cut you loose for good. How many in here, your mindset is you ain't going back to that mess you used to be involved in. You ain't going to be nobody dog. Bible talks about how the dog that vomit, he left it, but then turned around and went right back to that vomit. We have to be to the point to where when we fall, we repent. And we get up and move forward. But don't practice sin. Amen? But, but look at how the hand of God is in even when you mess up. Notice this. Wait, wait, wait. Before I go back to Psalm 37, let me finish Proverbs 24 and 16. I need to finish this. It says, for a righteous man will fall seven what? Times. Or may fall seven times. And rise again. But, this is the difference between a righteous person and a wicked person that falls. But the wicked shall fall by calamity. Because the wicked is practicing that mess. And going to end up dying in it. When you mess up as a good person, you repent. Get out of it. But when you're wicked and you practice it, you're going to die in it. Let's go back to Psalm 37. Again, Psalm 37, 23, and 24. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights. God is happy about his life. He delights in that the person thinks, talks, and does according to his written and revealed will. He delights in his or her but it goes on to say, though he fall, he shall not, look at the hand of God, be utterly cast down. You messed up, but you're not going to wallow in you. But this is the reason. For the Lord upholds him with his hand. Look at the hand of God. Even when you fall, God right there. 
You're overwhelmed by something, but God still got his hand in it. Something attacking your body, but God still got his hand on you. You're going through it physically, but God said, I'm still upholding you. I'm still supporting you. I still got your back. I still got your covered. I'm still your protector. I told you I'll protect you from danger seen, unseen, known, unknown. And notice he upholds the good person that has fallen. Now falling again is when is when you may sin or is when something can overtake you, such as sickness. You were moving forward, but then something hit you and you started to go down. But God said, I ain't going to let this just take him out. I ain't done with him yet. He going to get up from this. I'm upholding you. Don't you think them pills that they gave you is the reason you still going the way you're. I'm upholding you with my Some of us right now, the only reason we we are doing as well as we are doing right now, despite what's going on in our body, is because God's hand is upholding us. God's hand represents his power, his strength. I I, I want you to really understand how, how powerful the hand of God is, or his power is. Go with me to Philippians 4. Lord have mercy. I'm closing. Lord have mercy. Y'all all right? Yeah. I got to show y'all this. I got to show you this. Philippians 4. I know you done read it, but I'm going to read it again and get you happy and get myself happy. Philippians 4 and 13. Paul said, I can do. Now he in jail going through it physically, emotionally, and mentally. Paul would get very sick in jail. And it could have been because of a number of things. But notice his testimony here. I can do all things through, help me, that his hand is upholding me. His hand is strengthening me. He's empowering me. He's causing me to move when my body don't want to move. Causing me to focus when I don't feel like focusing. Causing me to get out the bed when I want to just lay. But to have a testimony, I can do everything. Everything. Because of Christ. That means that there was certain things Paul knew. I can't do this on my own. And see, we need to understand that there are some things. We, 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 the only way we're going to be able to do it is with God's hand. Upholding us. The trial you're going through, the only way you're going to be able to come through it is with God's hand 
upholding you. Sometimes I, I, I look at everything that, that's happening in my life, the things that I have to do, uh, and I say, man, Lord, if I just look at it, and it's just me, it's overwhelming. But knowing that God is with me, I can do it. And look at your life. Stuff you have to deal with. The only way you can deal with it successfully is because of God's hand up, upholding you. God empowering you. He's empowering you to deal with crazy folk. Empowering you to make it even though the money be strained sometimes. But he's still empowering you to do it. Folk getting on your last nerve, but he's empowering you not to curse them out. You know if it would have just been you, you would have been uncursed out your, your own mom. Woo! Oh, Lord, have mercy. How many in here God empowers you not to say certain things you feel like saying? God have empowered me to just walk away sometime. Thank you, Jesus, for just giving me the strength to just walk away. And see, that's the reason Paul said, I can do all things through Christ because he's strengthening me. Paul went on a tour of, of being locked up. He, he was locked up. He, he go to one city, get locked up. Go to another 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 city, get locked up. Hey, where you going? Get locked up. Every time he turned around, he get locked up. And some of us, we done bounce stuff to the point to where we can tell folk, give them a list of stuff we done bounce. But like Paul, you be like, yeah, I was locked up about 20 times, but you know the Lord gave me the strength to deal with it every time. They change my feet and my hands in some jail. You better not go down now to Philippi. They'll change your feet, change your hand, and they'll even try to put something on the top of your head. But God gave me the strength to deal with all of it. And some of you be like, yeah, my lights was off in December. My gas was off in December. And we were sitting around the candle just putting our hands at the candle just getting warm. But God gave us the strength. You'll be surprised what folk in here have went through. And the only way they made it through it is the hand of God. Say to your neighbor, don't ever take the hand of God for granted. Don't ever think your deliverance going to be because of a pill, because of a machine, because of a person that unstudied something for 10 years. Because you got folks that have a God complex that think because they done went to school 10 years that they can tell you how your life going to turn out. 
And, and the crazy thing about that is, is that we'll look at them and nod our head in agreement. Like this, this guy, well, Mr. Walker, you're not going to be able to do such and such and such. And such. I said, so how, how long you been working here? I've been here about two years now. So you've been here two years. You don't own the company, but you're going to tell me what I'm going to have in my life. Are you, is something wrong with you? See, the same way they tell you what you're not going to do, you need to get as bold as they are and tell them what you are going to do. But when you get bold, let your boldness be according to the written and revealed will of God. You know, I had this person, and I'm not told y'all, but I had this person gonna tell me I can't get no car. God, how you gonna tell me I can't get no car? And God done told me I'm gonna get a car today. How you gonna tell me that? And you've been working here two years. See, we can't accept stuff. God has always been. There is nothing that he does not know. He tells you it's going to be well. But you're going to believe somebody. That's limited in what. They can do. That's the a, that's a reason. I love it that Isaiah and Paul. Put the question to the people of God. Whose report you going to believe. Letting us know it's going to be some reports come out. But you're going to have a choice. You're going to have a choice as to what report you're going to believe. We got to be, we got to be like Joshua. As for me and my house, we're just going to stick with God. We're just going to believe God going to take us through this thing. We, we believe God going to cause us to cross over the Jordan into the promised land. We don't believe we're going to stay over here in the desert because there ain't, ain't, ain't no water over here. We're going to cross over into the promised land. But it's because of the hand of God. I got to show you a couple more scriptures then I got to let it go. Lord of mercy. I'm getting happy. I tried to preach you happy. Some of y'all ain't getting happy yet, but I, I preached myself happy. Yeah, I had to preach myself happy. Go to Ezra. Ezra is right next to Chronicles, in case you don't know. If you don't know what Chronicles is, just go to your table of contents. But consider Ezra 8, verse 22. Y'all happy? How many receive? This is for you. All right. Notice Ezra 8, 22. Notice this. This is what he says, for I was ashamed to request of the king an escort of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy on the road. This is Ezra talking, but, but notice this. He was ashamed now to, to ask the king for, for help. And this is why, because he had spoken to the king saying, the hand of our God is upon all those for good who seek him. 
he had told a king that wasn't godly that God's hand was upon him. And so he didn't want to, he didn't want the king to think that what he said wasn't true. So he didn't ask the king to give him some soldiers to help. He wanted the king to know that God's hand would protect them. And see, that's one thing we have to know about the hand of God. It will help or protect us. God's hand. Do, do you know God made your body? I said, do you know he made your body? Your body is a product of what God called to come into existence in Genesis 2. When God formed man from the dust of the ground. Stood him up and breathed into his nostrils. The breath of life. And it was after God did this that he became a living being. God showed his power in a creative way in Genesis 2 and 7. Y'all holding on? If he showed his creative power in Genesis 2 and 7 and according to Malachi 3 and 6, he changes not. He can show his creative power in December 2020. He can can cause your body to be made anew. Some of y'all ain't ready for that. See, see, that's that's the reason some folk who believe what I just said Even when they get up in age, they still have power to do certain things because of their trust in God. Now, I'm going to throw something on y'all, and then I'm going to go on. This this is just something I'm just throwing at you, but it's about. Caleb was 85 years old. Didn't have no house, but wanted a house. Get this. The man wanted a house on a hill. And, and, and see, even, even Joshua and Moses were, were not in the mindset that they needed to be. Because they figured, well, Caleb ain't got up in age now, so he probably won't want to just sell it for, for something in the plain. Where he ain't got to be climbing no steps or up no mountain. And Caleb, Caleb hurried up and straightened them out. And he said, hey, I know I'm old now. He, he said, but I still have my same strength I'm still able to do what I was doing and I want that house on the hill see you can mess yourself up with your mouth well you know I'm so and so now so I can't such and such you better watch yourself and start saying what Paul said I can do all some of y'all ain't ready for that. I better go on. Let me, let me go on. But notice, 
God's hand will help us protect us. Say your neighbor, God's hand will protect me. And don't you love the man of God in the text because he wanted the king to see the hand of God. Or how awesome the power of God was. But let's go further. Let's go to Isaiah. Isaiah 41. I'm close. Lord have mercy. I've took a lot of time with this, but I, but I pray it hasn't been in vain. Consider Isaiah 40, 41. I'm knowing some of y'all are going to leave here. I got to read about Caleb. I want you to read about it. But consider Isaiah 41. And we'll start at verse 19. This is prophetic. I will plant in the wilderness the cedar and the acacia tree, the myrtle and the oil tree. I will set in the desert the cypress tree and the pine and the box tree together. And no, notice God doing all that. I know some of y'all don't go outside, but God doing all that. Trust me. You'll see pine trees out there. And other type trees. And all of them come into being by God. He's the one who brought them into being. He set them together. And that's still a, a part of his creation that you, when you go out, you'll see it. But notice this. That they may see and know and consider and understand together. That the hand of the Lord has done this. And the Holy One of Israel has created it. And what the text is basically saying is that God's hand will create things that you can see. That you can experience. God's hand can create things to the point to where when you walk away, you'll know that God did that and it's evident even right here in the sanctuary when, when, when I look at Bray knowing him no doubt the hand of God created him I know where he came from y'all see that pretty suit uh, huh I like that grain soup. <laughs> God changed him for the battle. When I look at Deacon Holland, I know the hand of God changed him. You ask his wife, Dad, his children, Josh, Molly Shack, they'll tell you, yep, God changed Daddy. When I look at Zach, when I look at Barani, I know God changed them. In the music booth, Slick Rick, Brother Candyman, I know God changed them. I ain't smiling. Look at me. God changed. Y'all look back there. Them. And I'm done. <laughs> 